0: If your hashtag life goals involve luxury travel and being the boss of your own life, then get ready to embrace your mindset, magic, and manifestation powers. Let's do this. Hey guys, happy Tuesday and welcome back to the podcast. It's me, your girl. Thanks for clicking, play, and choosing to listen to me rant for like three minutes before we go into this interview. I'm so excited for you to dive into the episode with Kelly. Kelly Dawn is a witch an intuitive and energy worker, and she's amazing. She's super cool. And we had such a good conversation about tons of rituals, which you know I love, and candles and just all things woo. We even talked about like astral projection and the astral realm. So things got a little a little woo woo, a little spiritual today. And I totally dig it. It was a good time and I had so much fun talking to her. And she gives us some rituals that you are probably going to want to write down. So I advise you open up a note in your notes section of your phone or get out your journal or text this to yourself. Side note, I always text things to myself that I want to remember, but people think that's weird. Do you guys do that? If you do that, please DM me on Instagram so I feel less alone but it's so good. She gives us all of the rituals that you need to start implementing. And the one with candle manifesting is super cool. I'm actually going to be doing that tonight as part of my new moon ritual, because I am recording this on a Monday, even though you're listening on Tuesday. So what do I have to tell you? Spiritual splurge of the week. I went shopping, surprise, surprise, and got eucalyptus essential oil. I was at Target roaming around getting groceries, the daily Starbucks, of course. And I just felt like I needed to grab one extra thing before I left. I didn't know why I didn't know what it was going to be. And you know, when you go to Target, you can kind of just pick up random shit and you leave and you have all the things you didn't intend on buying. And one of the things you did intend buying. (laughs) Um, but I wandered to like their dollar section, because you know, sometimes they have cute shit over there. I didn't know what I was even looking for. And the first thing I saw were little essential oils and one was lavender, which I already have. And the other was eucalyptus, which was super funny. Cause I had just been talking to one of my friends like two nights before about having eucalyptus in the shower and eucalyptus essential oils before bed. And I was like, wow, well that's manifested because I wanted an, a eucalyptus oil for my diffuser. So I'm telling you guys now get the eucalyptus oil Basically, it can help heal anything from a cold sore to a cough and literally anything in between. It helps with stress. It helps with hair growth. It helps your skin. It's anti-inflammatory. It has all of these benefits. Not that anybody really needs to hear them. It just smells good and is relaxing. So I highly suggest this oil for being your healthiest, most energetic self. And like I said, I just got it from the dollar section of Target. So I don't have any fancy brand, but I will link one up. Um, from Amazon. So you guys can just, you know, put that in your prime box and basically get it tomorrow. <laughs> um, and circling back to this idea of rituals that we we're talking about in the episode, today's episode is sponsored by my Mindset Magic and Manifestation Daily Ritual. And this is my mini course. It's only $37 and you're getting three workbooks, two meditations, and a hell of a lot of ritual ideas. So the idea of this is that you make Time for yourself every single morning. It can be five minutes, it can be two hours. Mine's two hours, but five minutes also will do. And it's those minutes that you pick out where you get to show up for yourself, where you get to set the tone for your day, you get to decide how you want to feel, you get to journal out all of the crap that man might have carried over from the day before. You get to just show up as your best self that day because you took the time to have the daily ritual to decide what your day was going to be like. And you're really creating your life through the day-to-day actions. And this is why daily rituals are so important to me. And girls who have this mini course have manifest everything from free flights, free, flu- free Louis Vuitton and manifesting houses currently like a big, big shit just from showing up for themselves for a little bit every single day. And overall, I just, everybody manifests a better mindset out of doing this because I can tell you, honestly, a lot of, you know, about morning pages, but the months that I don't do morning pages, the months that I don't do my daily ritual, I'm a hot fucking mess. And like, if you follow me on Instagram, you know that January was pretty rough for me and it was because I was falling off of my daily ritual. So as soon as I got back on, I felt way more energized. I felt like I have my shit together. I feel like myself again. And I really just want 2019 to be the year for you to show up for yourself. And I'm really ranting about this because I think it's so freaking important. And nobody is emphasizing this enough. Like success is made from the daily actions you're taking from the little steps that add up to the big things. And I'm super into Ed Milet's content right now. He's like this billionaire guy and owns a private jet. And it was like, I don't know, super masculine, but also like I don't know, spiritual and I don't know. I just love his content. He also has has a podcast, but he always says that confidence is built by following through with yourself. And so think about this. Like if you set aside 30 minutes every single morning, you just wake up 30 minutes earlier and you decide, you commit to having that daily practice and you do that every day for a month. Like imagine how much more confidence you're going to have in yourself because you showed up for yourself and you committed and you followed through with the things that you said you were going to do. So, you know, that's my mini rant. Daily rituals are all about confidence. They're all about showing up for yourself. They're all about becoming your best self and showing up as your best self to the world afterwards. So the people around you have a pleasant experience with you and not you rolled out of bed, got dressed quick, grabbed your coffee and went and you hate life and you hate work. You know, you're coming up as your spiritual badass self. So anyways, that's my daily ritual course. And I will have that linked up below. So you can be your best self girl. Okay. I've rambled enough. Let's get into this episode. Like I said, you're going to learn so much and I'm super excited to introduce Kelly to you now. Okay guys, welcome back to another episode on the podcast. I'm super excited for today's interview. It's been a long time coming, but I am here with Kelly Dawn and she is a witch. She is an author. She's an intuitive reader, energy worker, teacher of all things physical, and she's been practicing magic and spirituality, and all the goods for over 25 years. So I'm really excited to pick her brain. She helps people connect deeper to their own truth and enhance their own abilities, break through limits, and so then they can manifest everything they desire in life, in business, in love, and everything. So welcome to the podcast, Kelly. Hey, thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, of course. Super excited. And we are just going to dive straight into the speed dating questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. What's your horoscope sign?
1: I am Capricorn sun with Aries moon and rising.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, I'm also a Capricorn sun. So love that. Yay. (laughs) Wow. Double Aries back there though. (laughs) Woo.
1: Yeah. Lots of the fire (laughs) energy beneath the surface.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. And with Capricorn. Wow. That's like the OG like leadership bundle right there. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Okay. Are you a morning or a night person?
1: I am such a morning person. And I've been like that since I was a teenager. Like, even like my young, early teens, I would be up at the crack of dawn. Like, I've always been obsessed with early mornings.
0: Oh my gosh. I love that. That's so cool. So, what's your morning practice?
1: Ooh, okay. So,
0: I, it's like
1: every single day. I don't really vary it <laughs> that often, but I wake up and I have my coffee and I grab my journal and I do this like, um, like ideal day exercise, like mm. I'll first of all I'll start at writing it like my big vision of what I have planned in different areas, and then I'll do like an ideal day exercise, and then I break it down into like okay the identity of that version of me, what she like, and I, it doesn't take me very long, but I concentrate on that every single morning, and then I do some reading, I kind of like check things online, and then I go and take my dog to the park. Every single morning at like 5 5:30 I'm out with him and I get
0: a good walk in and then I start my
1: day after that.
0: I am obsessed with this. I love that you do even the identity work every single morning. How do you feel like that's impacted you?
1: It has been so transformational. Mm-hmm. And like I've worked with like lots of coaches and mentors who've really helped me in that department, but I think when it comes to manifesting, that's really what it comes down to is like getting clear on what you want, but then who is that version of you who's having that experience? And then the more you can think like her and act like her and be her, the more you're going to be in that vibration. And that's how things, they change and they shift and it might not happen overnight, but over time, the more you tell yourself who you are, who you know you are and what you want it's It's just gonna
0: happen. It has to. <laughs> mm, I love that. That's so powerful. And so like what time do you wake up? What's the timeline of all this? Okay. I am I'm working on
1: my sleep because right now I wake up around two in the morning to three in the morning. And then I'll do like my morning routine and I've been trying to stay up like for the rest of the day and then go to bed. I go to bed at like eight or nine o'clock, um, but I've been trying to go to bed instead of going back home and having a nap before getting into things. Cause I've, I'm mm-hmm. trying to adjust things a little bit, but I'm up super early.
0: Oh my God. You are not kidding about early. Like my jaw just <laughs> dropped. <laughs> Why like two or three? Do you have like a specific reason? I know some people get up really early just because of like the energy and I know it's better for meditation, but like I would love to hear why for you.
1: I think part of it is to do with, I have a cat and a dog. And my cat is one of those cats who likes to be fed on demand. And I've (laughs) tried doing things like feeding her before bed. And she's like, no, 2 a.m. is my breakfast time, mom. So we're getting up then. But even on mornings when she doesn't wake me up, I find I wake up at that time naturally anyway. And there's always been something around like the 3 a.m. mark for me that's been like, I don't know. It's like when I feel like I'm in the zone. Like if I'm doing any kind of ritual work or meditation,
0: 3 a.m. is just like prime time for me. So mm-hmm. I enjoy it anyway. Oh my God. Wow. That is like crazy cool. I hear when people say like they get up early, you know, I'm thinking like, okay, 5 30 earliest. <laughs> that is next level. Okay. Love that. We might have to dig back into that later. <laughs> uh, where is your favorite place that you've traveled to?
1: Oh, New Orleans hands oh, down like wow. i am in love with that city i've only been there once and i haven't done a ton of traveling i'm i've been to canada so i've gone to like bc and alberta and other places up here but new orleans was like hands down my
0: all time favorite place in the world mm, so cool also i love canada i'm obsessed with canada <laughs> <laughs> so i'm like okay send me there we can trade i live in nebraska <laughs> <laughs> So fun. Okay. What's the coolest thing that you've manifested? Um, let
1: me see. Probably relationships. Ooh. Because that's one of those things, like, I think everyone has something that they can just manifest naturally, like easier than other areas. And for me, it's been like, if I think about a certain someone and even if I don't do, like I'm not into doing like specific, like magical work to attract a particular person. Cause that can, I have done that and that gets you in a whole bunch of trouble, mm-hmm. but If I have sort of like my eye on someone or if I'm like in a place where I feel ready to date again, because I do love being single for the most part, (laughs) but I remember (laughs) recently I was like, okay, I'm not really ready to date, but if the universe happens to drop someone like literally into my lap, this is what I want. And then a couple months later, I ended up dating a guy and he had lived upstairs. He lived like right above me for months and we just ran into each other. And the relationship, like it ended after like six or seven months, but it was really cool. It lasted. And so things like that happen like all the time for me. So it comes in like super quickly, super easily.
0: Oh, that's so cool. And I love that you brought up that point that everybody is just naturally kind of good at manifesting different things because I, for me, it's really fucking easy for me to manifest like good travel deals, like manifesting travel is my thing. And I've never, I've never thought about it as like, that's kind of your own personal, like leg up. Like everybody has that one thing. So that's very interesting. Relationships is a good one. Life easier. Okay, what's your favorite luxury splurge? Like, what's your favorite thing to spend lots of money on? <laughs>
1: oh things like massages and mani pedis facials like i'm all about the self care stuff only i want other people to do things to me and like be pampered <laughs> yes <laughs> as far as like doing stuff at home i have a hard time like getting into it like i don't like i don't know i like having to go to a spa and having other people just do
0: things for me mm, totally i can't go a month without a massage so i feel you <laughs> <laughs> seriously um what's your favorite book
1: Oh my gosh. Um, The first one that comes to mind is The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. Mm. Um, And it is broken down. The reason why I love it is because it's in like little bite-sized chunks. So you don't have to read the book from cover to cover. Everything's broken down into all these different little segments and you can pick it up and you can flip the book open to any page and get like an immense amount of value out of even reading it for five minutes.
0: Oh, okay. I've never heard of that, but I think I've heard of the author. Does he have other books?
1: Yeah, he did the chicken soup for the soul and he oh. was in the the secret movie.
0: Okay. Yep. Definitely. Okay, that <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> well, I'll have to get that book. That sounds super interesting. And I love books like that where you can kind of just open it because it's almost like a daily devotional. And for me, like I'm very spiritual but not religious. And so I can't ever find a lot of devotional books like that. Mm-hmm. So good. Okay. And then my last speed dating question is what's your go-to coffee or tea order at the moment?
1: Right now, it's funny you should ask because I'm starting to detox tomorrow, but
0: oh. <laughs> straight up, straight
1: up black coffee is my go-to. Mm-hmm beverage. Um, but I know I drink way too much of it and I'm doing like a 30 day raw vegan, um, like cleanse sort of thing. I used to eat that way all the time. So I'm not sure if I'll do it like a hundred percent moving past like the next 30 days, but it's going to be coffee's going to be weaned out. So it's probably going to be lemon water. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> to
0: stay tomorrow. strong. <laughs> Lemon water is good too though. I mean, it's fine. You can get creative. You could even throw some strawberries in there or something. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I love that. Okay. So you made it past all of our speed dating questions. You are officially accepted into the MMM world. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) I love it. Okay. So could you tell us a little bit about How your spiritual path has helped you overcome obstacles in the past? I know that you've been through a lot and you always say that your spiritual path is really what like helps you get through all this stuff. So like, how did you get here?
1: Okay. So when I was a kid, I felt like so super connected to, um, like to God, the universe. And I felt like really like tuned into everything and I would spend hours out in nature and I just felt like this beautiful connection And then when I got a little bit older, I ended up kind of getting caught up in the um, like society's rules where you, you go to college and then you get a good job and you get a house and a car and you do all the things that they tell us you need to do to be successful. And I ended up getting like super depressed. I completely got like I lost touch of like any spiritual connection I had. And when I got back into it, it really helped me with depression. I also had like addictions and eating disorders. I had pretty much everything (laughs) wrong going on at the time. But getting back into spirituality and having that connection again really helped me overcome depression because it made me feel more... um, Like life was less about me and more about like the greater, the greater good, the whole like collective consciousness thing. And it made me feel like there was more to life than just going through the motions and just like kind of like existing. I was like, okay, there's so much more to what's going on that I don't really see. And it was that spiritual connection that brought everything together for me.
0: Mm, That's so good. And how did you get back into that? Because you said like you kind of lost all of like your spiritual way and what made you think to go back to that?
1: I think um, when the movie *The Secret* came out, that was a big turning point for me mm-hmm. because it was all about like law of attraction and manifesting, and a lot of the things that that movie talked about were things that were part of like witchcraft and the spiritual practice I had when I was a kid. When I was like studying those things, and I I kind of like put two and two together. I'm like, okay, it's all the same stuff, mm-hmm. um, and so that helped me kind of go back down the rabbit hole and start reading more and spending more time in meditation. And then beyond that, it was um, when I started getting into raw foods, because a big part of that movement that I was researching was to do with spirituality and your connection to the world around you. So that would be like sort of the, the next point on the journey. Um, but yeah, both of those things really helped me explore my the path that I had been on when I was younger, but in, in just a different way, in a more mature way.
0: Yeah. That's so interesting. And I love that like food also helped make that connect. I think food's not something we often think about. It's not like front of mind when it comes to like spirituality or even people who are religious, but it's such a huge part of it. Cause like every food has a vibration. And so obviously like you eat more raw foods, you like feel higher vibes.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Did your parents, like, were they very spiritual when you were younger? Like, how did they react and guide you through this when you were little?
1: Um, My dad was, he was a total atheist. He had, like, no interest whatsoever in spirituality. But I have the coolest mom ever. And she was like, (laughs) if you're into it, like, go for it. Like, the only thing I wasn't allowed to have as a kid was a deck of tarot cards because she thought that they were evil. Like, that was, you know... A lot of people thought that, mm-hmm. but, um, as far as encouraging me to explore my own path and like, I would, I used to make Ouija boards and play with Ouija boards, like the handmaid
0: <laughs> as a kid like, oh, <laughs> 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 I'm talking to Jesse. <laughs> <my it. friend. laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> Literally same.
1: <laughs> but yeah, she was so open-minded and always just kind of encouraged me to do my own thing. And like I went through phases too when I was a kid where I wanted to be a nun. Like I like I didn't oh really God. care what, what path it was. I just wanted that connection. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to explore Catholicism. And then it was like Buddhism and Hinduism. And I just like anything that spoke to me, I just absorb as much as I could and be like, okay. So I've just sort of picked different things from the different paths that I've explored and created my own practice. But she was always so encouraging.
0: That is so cool and super funny because I was so similar to that. How do you think, (laughs) well, especially with your dad being an atheist, your mom just being really open, how did you have exposure to all of these things? Were you just reading a lot of books? Were people talking about it at your school's?
1: Uh, Mainly, I read a lot of books and I was also uh, a kid in the 90s. And so Wicca had like a huge moment back then. And so we had movies Mm -hmm. like Practical Magic and The Craft and all of those movies and the attention that it brought to like Wicca the religion um, sort of made it easier to find information like there was more books available and this is this is before the internet was like really a thing (laughs) (laughs) yeah going back a little ways here love it but yeah it was mainly through books and I lived out in the middle of nowhere so I didn't have like Mm. there wasn't like a a pagan group that I could meet up with easily or anything like that so Mm. a lot of it was just
0: just reading That's so cool. What a cool and magical childhood. So, I mean, going on this Wicca thing, do you follow the Wicca religion and what does being a witch mean to you?
1: I don't follow Wicca, but that's what got me sort of onto my path because that's all the information that I could find was about that religion. Um, But I would... I ended up kind of like I'd read things and I'd try to do different like Wiccan rituals and I didn't I didn't feel that connection and I felt like I was just going through the motions. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, this isn't really, this isn't really so fun for me. Um, but that was like the gateway, I guess. Um, and as far as like what witch and witchcraft means for me, it's really about working with like the unseen forces that are already, they're already here, they're already around us in the universe, like everything like from the plants and the trees and the animals and the like the spirit world, everything is already here. And we can access these different energies, like whenever we want to. And with witchcraft, it's really about working with the energies that are already available to us, but then making it practical and bringing like, Um, bringing our desires to life, not only through just taking action and doing the mundane things, but also working with the energies of things that are in like crystals and oils. And if you're into working with spirits, calling on them for help or angels or things like that, but really balancing the, between like the, the spiritual world and the physical world to manifest what you want. Mm,
0: Super cool. Okay. So how can our listeners use like this energy that's already out there and their personal energy to self-heal, to find their own spiritual path.
1: Ooh, okay. Um, so self-healing, do you mean like if they're not feeling well kind of thing too? Like,
0: Yeah, I mean, it could be whatever. Maybe they're going through a transition. Maybe they're experiencing like an up level in their life. Like how can they tap into some of this energy to kind of propel themselves into their next phase of life?
1: Okay cool. Um, so what I always encourage people to do is this thing where you connect to divine energy and also ground yourself to really start working with the energies that are out there in a really simple practical way.
0: Mm.
1: And to do that like I would just kind of hang out, take a few deep breaths and get myself into a relaxed state and then I imagine this divine white light coming through the top of my head and just filling my entire body. And then I imagine like this red sphere around my root chakra, the base of my Mm -hmm. spine. And then if you visualize like two red cords running down your legs, right down through the bottom of your feet and into the ground, and then pulling up that grounding energy, that's gonna give you a really solid connection. Like you're not gonna feel like super flighty and super spacey um, because you're gonna be fully grounded, but you're also gonna be connected to that divine energy field in a really powerful way. And then, if you are noticing that you're feeling anything, like if you're feeling like some wacky emotions and you just want to move through things, or if you're feeling like you're blocked in a certain area, like maybe you have like money blocks coming up and things like that, you can just use that energy and set the intention that you want that energy to help clear whatever it is you feel is um, sort of that you need healing around. Mm
0: -hmm. And it's
1: the intention you set behind that that will give the power of the energy to do its work for you because that universal divine energy, it knows what you need anyway and it knows how to heal it. And so you can do something as simple as that and in the intention around what it is that you want specifically healed.
0: Oh my gosh, that's so powerful. Okay. Everybody listening, rewind and write all of that. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. And I'm literally going to do this like tonight. I love doing work with the chakras. So I love that you mentioned the root chakra. Um, Because that is just a super grounded, like it, you know, you can get connected, but it also grounds you to your body, to the energy of the earth. So I just love that connection. And oh my gosh, that's so powerful. And is this something you do daily or just when you feel like you need to amp it up a little bit? Or what does that look like for you?
1: I don't do it every day, but I will do it if I feel like um, I don't know if I feel the need to, I guess. And it's so funny because yesterday I ended up doing energy work. I used that same process, only mm-hmm. I, I put my hands over my foot because I fell yesterday. I was totally wiped out on a oh slushy no. sidewalk. Fell on my ass, um, smacked my head. And a few hours later, I realized that I did like a number on my ankle and I couldn't move my ankle for the entire afternoon. I had it elevated, I had it iced, and I was like, oh my God, do I need to go oh, to the hospital? Oh. <laughs> And so I ended up doing uh, the energy work, like the similar thing, only I just placed my hands over top of my ankle. Mm-hmm. And I did the thing like the icing and everything as well. But I woke up today and my foot's, it feels fine. Like n- nothing ever happened to it. And I couldn't even walk
0: yesterday. So. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we live in the craziest universe. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> And it's so cool. I like that you mentioned that this energy already knows what you need and knows how to heal it. Um, So can you talk about that a little bit more? Because I don't know, we don't get super spiritual on my podcast, which is something I want to do more of. So I would just love to hear you kind of riff on that more, how energy already knows the things that we need.
1: Yeah, I think because... I think our conscious mind can kind of get in the way of what we think we need. And when it comes to universal energy, like I believe in like the universe is almost kind of like a God, like not like a father God in the sky kind of thing, but it's a more, um, it's like an all knowing energy
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and it knows like so if you're doing healing on yourself, it will, I just believe it goes to the area that it needs the healing the most. And you might realize like, okay, well, if it is something physical, you're like, all right, I'm going to direct the energy here. But often it will go to places where like, say if you're doing like an energy healing on yourself and you're focusing on like money blocks or something like that, Mm -hmm. you might end up doing energy work on yourself and having your heart chakra kind of like (laughs) blown right open. And you end Mm -hmm. up like sobbing and crying and having like these things come to the surface around a relationship that you need healed. And it's that divine energy that goes through you. It's like, no, honey, you got to work on your heart shit and like self-love or something like that. And that will help heal the money issues.
0: Oh, yes, 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 yes. A million times. I I just talked about this um, a couple of podcast episodes ago, did a masterclass saying that like Sometimes, when you're working on money shit, you really just need to solve other things that look like they have nothing to do with money. So, I love that you said that.
1: Yeah, it's so, so, so true. And I have people that come to me like they want, um, like I teach people ritual and magic and spell work. Mm -hmm. And it's usually love and money. And what actually comes up, what the people need, it's usually work around self love and confidence and healing past traumas and wounds and things like that. And then, once that's done, then the money opens up, but it's not a money spell they need. It's a self-love or whatever other healing that comes through.
0: Yes. So true. Okay. And slang that is super interesting to me that I can't wait to learn about is how you use candles in your magical practice. So for me, I just love to light a cute little candle in my room, but I want to know your process of using it in like a magical spiritual sense.
1: Ooh, yay. Candle magic is <laughs> my all time favorite. I get like chills just thinking about it <laughs> because it's so simple and everyone loves candles. right? Um, what I do if I'm doing any kind of candle magic, the first thing is I will get clear on what it is I actually want to, to manifest or what I want to focus on for the, the spell. And I'll write that out on a piece of paper so I have the clarity that I need And then I will choose a candle that has a corresponding color. Now this isn't absolutely necessary, but it's everything, everything's intention, right? So if I'm doing like a money spell, I'll use a green candle. If I'm doing a love spell, I'll do red. If it's self-love, I'll do pink, so on and so forth. Um, And then basically what I'll do is I'll grab my candle. I'll put my, it's called the petition paper, the paper that you write your intention on. Mm -hmm. So. I'll fold that, I'll put it underneath my candle. And then when it comes to actually like working the candle, you can do things like carving symbols into it. You can anoint the candle with oils because there's like magical oils that you can buy or you can make that have like the intention, sort of the energy is, it's like the oils are charged with the energy and they usually contain herbs and resins Mm -hmm. and things that are already associated with the work that you wanna do. So, you can rub the oils into your candle. You can do like little herbs, like even like herbs that you find in your kitchen, like cinnamon and basil, things like that are fantastic for like money work. Ooh. And you, yeah, you just like rub the stuff on the candle. It's like you get your hands dirty, but that's kind of part of the fun because it's kind of like arts <laughs> and craftsy and like super witchy. And
0: <laughs> yes, love that. <laughs> like an arts and crafts Friday. Casting spell with your cinnamon.
1: (laughs) And then you can get fancy too. Like if, if it's a love spell and you want to grab some rose petals and you want to sprinkle the rose petals around the base of the candle, you can do something like that. But I always encourage people to do what they feel called to do instead of like running to a book to look for a specific spell. It's like, well, intuitively, what would you feel like doing in this moment? Like what would feel really cool for you to, to do as part of your candle working? And so if you want to incorporate like a rose quartz for a love spell or something like that, like just add in whatever elements feel fun for you because that's all part of the the thing. And the more you can connect into that almost like childlike kind of like fantasy fun realm, that's when things manifest easier because your resistance is down and you're just in a more high vibe place. And then um, what I like to do is when I light my candle, I do that that exercise where I have like the divine energy running through me and the grounding energy running through me. Mm -hmm. And I'll place my hands around the candle, like just kind of like hovering above the candle. And I'll just think about what it is I want to manifest. And I'll just imagine that divine energy, like working with me and through me running through my hands and kind of infusing the candle with all those good vibes and all that energy and then you light the candle and let it burn and i believe like once that that candle is lit that's kind of the symbol to say like okay universe take over, like I'm going to do my part as like the real world actions, but I know as soon as that candle is lit that the spell is kind of like done and the universe is going to do its part to move things into motion as well. So that's basically it. Like it can be as simple or as complicated as you want, but it's really around setting your intention, um, doing things like adding in crystals or carvings or oils or anything that's going to add that extra layer to what it is you're manifesting Mm -hmm. and then lighting the candle and fusing it with your energy and just going about your business and knowing that it's already taken care of. It's already done deal.
0: Oh, that's so cool. And so much fun. I know what I'm doing with the rest of my night, (laughs) (laughs) creating this candle ritual. And it it is so simple. Um, One question I do have is, so you um, write your intention down on the piece of paper and you put it under the candle. Do you let the candle fully burn or can you like blow it out after a while?
1: I usually like to do uh, candle spells over like three to five days or three to seven days. And so I'll burn it for a little bit each day and then I'll snuff it out like with a snuffer. I won't blow it out, okay. but I'll, I'll put it out. And I'm super paranoid about like setting things on fire. So I don't let it burn <laughs> unless I'm in
0: the room like staring at it. I don't let my candles burn. <laughs> So good, yeah. Because I've seen—I don't know where I heard this—but somebody was like, "Light the candle, and you cannot blow it out because that ruins everything." And so they would like keep their candle in their bathtub to keep burning when they left. And I was like, "That's too much for me." (laughs) Yes,
1: yeah, I have heard that too, and I'm like, my anxiety goes through the roof when I even think about that. I'm
0: like, oh no, thanks. (laughs) But I love that, and I love that you touched on. It's just kind of like a childlike almost a game. It's just fun. And of course things manifest out of it because you're just having so much fun, like putting your rose petals around your candle and like maybe you put a $20 bill under your candle or something like it's just yeah. fun. And I think like when we make things fun and we get excited, that's when it's easiest to manifest.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's all a bit like lowering that resistance and letting your guard down almost energetically to allow things mm-hmm. to flow to you.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So for everybody who wants to manifest a Louis Vuitton bag, just carve the Louis Vuitton logo into your candle and then print out the bag, put that underneath. I'm going to have way too much fun with this. Just saying. I love it. Okay. So we've talked about all this magic stuff. What does magic mean to you?
1: I believe magic is using your thoughts, your beliefs and your energy and the energies around you to, to bend and shape the universe, to create what you want Mm. in a nutshell.
0: (laughs) Yes. So good. Okay. And you've written a book. Can you tell us about your book? Yeah. I actually need to revise that
1: because <laughs> that was a <laughs> few years ago. Um, so it's called Awaken Your Inner Witch, How to Create a Wickedly Good Life You Love. And it's using things like candle magic and a couple other very like simple magical techniques um, and combining that spiritual work with you know, the practical work of taking aligned action to really help you create the life that you want and not really the life that you... Because I think a lot of us, we've created lives that we we thought that we should have. And then we get to a certain point and you're like, oh, I thought I was going to be happy. And I thought it was really going to be fulfilled when I had all these things or I had this and I had that. And then you realize that that's not really what you wanted afterwards. And so the book's really about connecting into like your, your soul desires and your inner witch and letting her guide you and creating your life from that really intuitive and powered place and working like, with spells and rituals and also really making it practical and something that you're able to incorporate into your daily life.
0: Mm, Yeah. And it's so important that a lot of times we just start creating this life. Like you talked about even way earlier when we started this, that like we start to create this life where it's like college and then get the job and then find a man, then have the kids, get the house, you know, like this pattern that we start to follow, but it might not be authentic to us. I know For me, that's like, so not the path. And for so many people listening, they want to, you know, maybe be an entrepreneur, maybe be an author, just travel the world. It's like, it's so important to tap into what we truly desire and not just go for life like everybody else.
1: Yeah. And I think a lot of people, like, they don't even know what they want. Like, when you, like, they might have, like, a really good job and they might be happy with their family and things like that. But when you ask them, like, okay, well, like, what do you really want your life to be like? And they just don't know because they've
0: never really taken the time to, to think about it. Yeah. It's so sad. And just a random question why do you think that we have desires just in general in life? Oh, wow. Um, I know. Deep question. That is a good <laughs>
1: question. Um, I, don't, I think we're my own personal belief here. I think we're all these little light beings that come to this planet for a purpose and a reason. Mm-hmm. And I think our desires are just like little nudges from the universe saying like, move here, go here, do this. And that's going to lead you like further and further down your own path that you've come here to live out.
0: Yeah, totally. I definitely agree. I just thought of that because I was in class this morning, actually at school and my, I was in a visual communications class, like super I don't know, cut and dry, but my teacher was talking about, um, desires. Cause we're in this chapter talking about um, enlightenment, like the age of enlightenment. And he was like, who even knows why we have desires. And I'm sitting in the back of the classroom. Like I know <laughs> like, <laughs> because we are all these cute light beings and like our souls need to expand, but I don't say anything. <laughs> I just love to hear people's take on that. Um, I know I was looking through the table of contents in your book. I still need to read, but you have a chapter on creating your new reality in the astral realm. And this was just, it just popped out as super fascinating to me. So what is the astral realm? Like, what does that mean?
1: Uh, For me, that's the realm that we can't see. That's kind of like the spirit realm and the, the energetic web that's around us, but it's where we can create our reality because it's where we go when we're just using our imagination. And so, when we visualize what we want and when we we daydream and we fantasize and we think about those things that we want to create in our physical reality, all that 's happening in the astral realm and so once it 's happening up there, once we 're clear on what we want and we kind of we can see things clearly up there that 's what 's going to help us bring it into the physical because like your your mind doesn 't know the difference between what 's real and what 's imaginary, and so once it 's done in the astral realm it 's kind of already it's like a done deal as long as you want to take the action to, to actually bring it down to reality. So that's the place where, um, you can also like meet with your spirit guides. You can meet with your ancestors and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. and that world is all around us and you can just access it through
0: meditation. Okay, cool. Yeah. I was going to ask like, what are your like, top three ways to create our reality in the astral realm? So one would be meditation. What would be some other ones?
1: Yeah, I actually have a whole process. Um, I outline it in the book and it's called, I call it like my magical workspace that I go to in the astral realm. And so what I'll do is I'll meditate and then I'll visualize like this set of stairs. Like I'll go to like my happy place in my meditation zone where I'll imagine myself like out in the middle of this nice country, like this nice open field. And I'll visualize these stairs leading up to a doorway. And then when I open that door, I have this, it's like a little, um, there's a few different rooms in it and I have it decorated a certain way and the rooms look a certain way with certain types of furniture. And it's all this imaginary place, but that is like my, my workspace that I go to when I'm working in the astral. And what I'll do is I'll just meditate and I'll go to that place and I'll do, I'll do things like meet with my spirit guides, do healing work and things like that. But it's really about like just calming your mind down and getting into like an alpha state of mind where you're, you're a little more relaxed, but you're still fully conscious. Mm-hmm. And then just basically running, it's like a little mind movie where you just see it in your mind, what it is that you want to create. And then if you want to have conversations with people energetically, you can do that in your magical workspace. Like I have, a. Uh, I have my lay day where I have, it almost looks like a boardroom. So if I'm meeting with clients, because I do a lot of distance energy work and readings. Mm -hmm. And so I'll meet with my clients like in the astral realm and I'll just visualize me sitting next to them face to face. And I just find it creates a really strong energetic connection, but it's basically just calming your mind down and then using your, like your third eye to, to see these
0: things. Ooh, that's deep. Okay. (laughs) That's so cool. Um, okay. Do you know what astral projection is? Yeah. That's
1: that... when you basically, like you, you astral travel to different places. Like you don't go physically, mm-hmm. but you set the intention to, to travel there using your astral body.
0: Okay. So is that a different thing?
1: That is a little bit different. Yeah, because that's going to a specific place. Usually like the magical workspace is just like your, your place that you've created in your imagination, like your home base kind of in the astral realm, mm-hmm. where if you're projecting yourself, say if you want to go visit a friend who lives on the other side of the world, astrally, you would be going, like you would project yourself over to their to, like their apartment or something like that to check on them. Say if you're doing like healing work on them or something like that, or you just want to mm-hmm. send them some good vibes you can project yourself over there or over to any specific location that you want to go to.
0: Mm, I've always thought it was so interesting. And I don't know if you've seen this, but have you seen Sabrina on Netflix? Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so inaccurate uh, for witches because they're just like Satanists basically. But <laughs> when they talked about the actual projection, I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So I was very curious when I saw that you had written like astral realm, if that was similar or different. So that's super cool. Um, Going back to the astral realm part, is there a certain time of day that it's easiest for you to like connect it to that space?
1: Yeah. For myself and what I think most people, the time of day, most people connect the best is right when they first wake up. And so they're Mm -hmm. not like they're awake, but they haven't really started their day and their mind's still kind of like alert, but not to the point where they're fully in the real world. They're still in that kind of like in between space
0: mentally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's going to be super cool. I'm going to start to design my happy place tomorrow morning. <laughs> oh my gosh. So when you do that, do you just basically get all of your questions answered? Like, do you get all the downloads like on the spot when you're talking to all of these people in your happy place?
1: yeah for the most part like I'll like I have regular guides that I meet with I have three guides and they're they kind of hang out there all the time and if I have specific questions they're they're there all the time um and I'll get answers from them and then what I also like to do over there is um I think Napoleon Hill talks about this in Think and Grow Rich where you can meet with like a like a spiritual mastermind group and so yeah Mm -hmm. yeah, like say if you want to like you want to ask like Tony Robbins a question, like <laughs> what would Tony Robbins say about the situation? You can go to your magical workspace in the astral realm and be like, "Hey, Tony, come here for a second. <laughs> <laughs> and you never know, like it's really about intention, right? And so, and we're all um, we're all connected to like this energetic grid and this collective consciousness anyway. And so if you call on people who you know have an expertise in a certain area, that information that they have is already available in the astral realm. You can already pluck like things out of that, that web. And mm-hmm. so if you set the intention to meet a certain person to ask them a question, even though you're just connecting energetically in that space, you're probably going to get a really cool
0: answer. Oh, that's so cool. Okay, so I've definitely read the Think and Grow Rich book, and I remember hearing or reading that section, and I was like, oh my God, this is such a good idea. Um, the hard part for me was like coming up with these questions that I knew I wanted to ask these people, and then like being in that zone of meditation and then forgetting my questions. Like, how do you deal with that?
1: <laughs> I just write them down. I write things okay. down like I'm, I journal all the time, but anything that comes up, I'll write it down. And then if I'm meditating, I have no issue like, opening my eyes and mm. reading questions from a book. Like I don't think that breaks any concentration or anything like that.
0: Okay. I guess I always was just like, I can't write it down because I can't open my eyes, but you know, <laughs> there are no rules. I just made that rule up, I guess, for myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So cool. There are just so many cool practices that you have. I would love to hear what's like your manifestation process or if you have a practice that you do.
1: Um, it varies a little bit, but for the most part, I'll do the journaling thing that I mentioned, like at the beginning, when I Mm -hmm. talked about like the, my morning routine. So I'll get really clear on what it is I actually want. And then I'll start asking myself questions around like, who do I need to be to have that experience and what could be preventing me from actually like, why don't I have that now? What stopped me so far? Mm -hmm. And I'll kind of do mindset work around it like that. And then I'll usually do candle (laughs) ritual because that's my favorite. (laughs) Um, And I'll work with my guides if there's certain spirits. Like I work with certain spirits that are kind of known to help out in certain areas.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, And
1: so I'll call on a certain spirit that I work with if it's for something specific. And then I'll do like a ritual and I'll just kind of go like once I do the ritual. Then I it's really about knowing and trusting that's already done, and then daily I'll do the mindset work and the journaling around the identity. So I'm doing the whole acting as if thing, mm-hmm. and not getting caught up in how's it going to work, or you know, do I really deserve this, or any of the stuff that could have stopped me up to that point because I've already taken care of that. Like before I did the ritual, right. and then it's really just about acting it out. And I'll go into like I'll do like meditations all the time where I'll go in and talk to my guides if I'm feeling like. Like, you know how when you're manifesting something, you can feel like everything's rolling along really smoothly and they might hit like a little, like a speed bump. Mm. Yep. So I'll go in and I'll just ask my guides. I'm like, hey, what do I need to see right here? What am
0: I not seeing that's really going to help me? Mm -hmm. And then I'll get answers and move forward from there. That's so powerful. And it's really, truly so important to keep doing the mindset work every single day. That's something that has changed everything for me. That's why I like asked you at the beginning, like, how has working on the identity stuff every day helped? Because it makes all of the difference. It really does.
1: Yeah. And even if you check in like throughout the day, like every couple hours, if you like, I set reminders on my phone sometimes, so I'll be like, mm-hmm. what you thinking? And I'll see that mm-hmm. reminder pop up. And I'll be like, oh, okay, who am I being right now? And am I being that version of me I need to be? And then I'm just like, oh, okay, maybe I could adjust some things. Or it's just about like kind of always coming back to who you you need to be to have the experience that you want.
0: Yeah. So cool. I run out, I'm really on a, uh, uh, oh my God, tongue tied over here. Um, I'm so <laughs> curious and I want to ask you about like these spirits and these guides that you work with? Like, are they specific? I know for me, like, I believe that I have this, um, the spirit guide, the angel, Michael, he's always around. I can call on him whenever I need him. Um, I would just love to hear what that's like for you. Like if it's specific, if it's the same three guides every time, what does that look like?
1: Yeah. For my, for my personal guides, I have two and they're like, they're like Palladians. I think they're like alien guys, which oh. is kind of weird because I'm not, I'm not even like super into aliens, but that's the way they showed up in my vision one day. I'm like, okay, oh. <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> and so yeah, they're like these big giant blue guys and like with a wicked sense of humor. They're hilarious. Um, oh, I love so it. <laughs> I have those two that don't have, um, they don't have names. I haven't told me their names. I've never really bothered to ask. Mm -hmm. And then I have another guy and his name's George. And he is like this, this older man. And he's kind of like a grandfather figure almost, but he's kind of like, um, he looks like he's like out of like a movie from the twenties. And he's ke- wearing kind of like a raggedy clothes and kind of like almost like a hobo, but he's like a really wise hobo. <laughs> he's,
0: like- <laughs> uh, he's been a few days in his time. <laughs> he's been around. He yes. George knows a lot of
1: shit. <laughs> so is- those are my main three.
0: And with George, did you just ask him one day what his name was or what was that like?
1: Yeah, it was just a guided meditation that I did where... um I, I just asked to see who my spirit guide was and he showed up and I, I met with him and like spiritually and he just told me his name and I could feel his energy and it was like total good, like loving vibes and everything. And I could see him like visually what it looked like and everything. So he just kind of, he popped in one day when I did meditation for that specific purpose.
0: Mm, that's so cool. It's been, it was similar for me when I kind of figured out that like the angel Michael was my, um, like go-to spirit man. Um, I did a guided meditation as well. And that was just like the first that popped up. And it's just so cool how we can call on this and they will show up just immediately and they will just reveal themselves because they want us to ask them for help.
1: Yeah. Especially angels. I find like angels are all around us and they are so ready and willing to assist us with anything, but all we need to do is ask them and that's all they really want. Like when I, when I see angels around my clients and everything, it's just like, why aren't you asking them for help? Like they're <laughs> there. They're like, come on, <laughs> let us in. <laughs> right. Wanna... They're
0: like, yeah. we need to
1: help. It's our wife's purpose. <laughs> <laughs> see, Like the arms waving in the background.
0: Like, hello. Oh, yes. <laughs> so funny. I know I always, whenever I like, will be like, Michael, I need some damn help here. He's like, yes. What do you want? (laughs) So that's so funny. It's so cool to talk about this stuff. I don't really talk about this stuff that often, but like I said, we're getting more spiritual over here on the podcast. So, um, I've been loving all of these rituals that you're sharing with us. So the last question I have for you is what's your number one manifestation tip?
1: Um, I would say to get in the vibration of who you need to be to manifest what you want by thinking, acting, and believing like her.
0: Mm, So good. So important. It's all about the identity. I love it. Yeah. Amazing. (laughs) Okay. Where can everybody find you? This is so info packed. I'm sure everybody's going to want more. Let us know where we can find you.
1: Uh, the best place is over on Instagram. You can find me at I am Kelly Dawn and my website is kellydawn.co.
0: Perfect. And I will link that all up in the show notes so you guys can check her out. Thank you so much for answering all my millions of questions, for making things simple for everybody. And we're all going to create candle rituals and tag you on Instagram now.
1: <laughs> awesome. It's so great speaking with you.
0: Yes. All right. Talk soon. Yeah